0: Good morning. Good to be here with you all. Brother David, would you say a prayer before we start our opening here? Go ahead. Lord, we come to you this morning. I thank you for this time we gather together. Great, you to be with us this morning. You have here, what you have for us. You have shares. you to speak through us. In Jesus' name, amen. Yes, amen. Thank you. I'm excited to bring you uh, this morning's uh, opening, and I've titled it uh, just one word that is, respect. That's right, respect. Well, what is that? Let me just uh, define it and then talk about respect and then look at some examples in a book of the Bible that uh, had numerous disrespects. All right, let's get started here. Uh, What I've defined respect in, in just three words is... Let me find my note here, make sure I get... In three words, one is value... Honor and esteem you now I use this word respect as a verb so it means to value to honor and to esteem you younger people esteem means to like regard very uh, highly look up to do you ever have anybody look up to in your life hey, we've got few maybe you have a maybe it was a parent or a, a, an older person and you you really esteem them highly i look up to my dad even today and i think it's kind of it's a good thing to have people you look up to that's that's good and that's what uh i am meaning when i say a word esteem so we got value honor and esteem should we respect everybody yes the answer is yes and why here here's uh here's the, the first point on value let's just consider this if if we can here is um Everybody is made in God's image. In Genesis, God made man in his image, male and female, black and white, young and old, handicapped, normal, big people, little people, skinny people, fat people. They're all made in God's image. You Imagine how the world would be if everybody believed that to be true, if we respected everybody as image bearers of God. Uh, James tells us uh, the half-brother of Jesus that, out of the same mouth, we give blessings and cursings and, and to people who are made in the similitude of God. And James's point is that this is crazy. You shouldn't be cursing people made in the similitude of God. And we, yet we do it. Uh, we do it all the time. We shouldn't. <laughs> but respect is, uh, at the very base, is, is valuing people as made in God's image. And why is that important? Because if you value something, you'll tend to take better care of it. Uh, and we kind of understand this. You know, the whole Ten Commandments about, is about respecting other people's stuff, re- other people's things. Respect is huge. It, it forms really the basis for uh, much of our society's laws. Jesus made an interesting point. Uh, when he was at a synagogue on the Sabbath, there was this precious uh, daughter of Abraham. A lady was uh, sick. And Jesus being the compassionate, merciful man that he was. I love the story. He goes and heals her. And that should be, a, should have been a cause of great celebration. But you know what? The leader, that 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 uh, preacher there, wasn't too happy. And he, I don't know, maybe he's pounding his fists. There's six days in which you can work and heal. Do that in that day. And rather than being happy that a, a daughter of Abraham was healed, this man was upset. And Jesus, uh, and rightly so, he says, "You hypocrite." Now, by the way, Jesus, is, uh, is the, he has the uh, authorities, he has the uh, credentials to call somebody out on that, and he did. And he said, and notice what he says here. He says, on the Sabbath day, you'll lose your animal. You'll take, care of, you'll take care of your animal. How much more valuable then is it to take care of a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has been, uh, it's in the book of Luke, and you, Luke 13. I'm just going to quickly look there, make sure I got that detail right there. And Jesus really called. he uh, he tells this hypocrite, Doesn't each one of you on the Sabbath loose his ox or his ass from the stall and lead him away to the watering? And ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan hath bound low these 18 years, be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath day? And when he had said these things, all his adversaries were ashamed, and they should have been. And all the people rejoice for all the glorious things that were done by him. This man should have been respecting the value of a woman and a man. Any, anybody gets healed, and we should do the same, too. I also notice here uh, Jesus makes an interesting statement. And as long as we're in Luke, let's just go ahead and turn to Luke chapter 6, verse 31. We're, studying, we're talking about the value. Uh, three things about respect now. We're, we're in this first thing, the idea of value. And I think this, is, this pertains to this concept. When Jesus was teaching here, Luke chapter 6, verse 31. And as ye would that men should do to you, do ye also to them likewise. Well, that's also known as the golden rule, right? Uh, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And But you'll notice here that he ties us into loving your enemies. Well, that's kind of hard. I mean, I can respect a lot of people, but it's, it would be hard to respect my enemies. But do you notice that Jesus... Ties us into um, the golden rule and why that's significant is because when you think about respecting somebody it's not it is not whether uh, you really think they're nice to you or whether, whether they're not mean to that's irrelevant it's you're supposed to do it to however you want people to treat you you should do the same to them so it's it's uh, fair to say that uh, to uh, if we really value people we will treat them just like we value our uh, our lives we should Treat other people the way we want to be treated. That's part of respect. And it includes your enemies. And uh, Ma- Matthew, which is a, probably a parallel to this, uh, Jesus says this sums up the law and the prophets. So, doing unto others as you have them doing to you is the law and the prophets, sums it up. That's huge. If, if you take hold of that, brothers and sisters, uh, the very minimal, do unto others as you have them doing to you because you want people to value you, your stuff, your things. Your life, do the same to other people. So valuing is, uh, is, a, is a very important aspect of respect. Second thing here, honor. Now, we, we know in the Bible uh, there are special roles that we should honor, right? There's parents, you should honor your parents. There's elderly, you should honor. The rise for the, the uh, gray head, it says in Leviticus. Uh, church leaders, you should esteem them, it says in 1 Thessalonians. Husbands and wives, you should, do mutually, you should mutually honor one another. And there's uh, commands even in Leviticus about uh, honoring handicapped people, uh, blind and, and deaf. You're not supposed to create a stumbling block. You're not supposed to curse them. So we understand all those things, but what about everybody else? Do we even honor them? And the answer is yes. Turn with me, if you will, Romans 12.10. Uh, I'm not trying to minimize all the, all the special honor you should give parents and, and elderly. Those are all important. Do those. Amen. Amen. But I also want us to think about every single person you meet, you should respect as well. Romans 12.10, I'm turning there right now. We'll look at that. This is in the midst of a bunch of exhortations Paul is giving to to the Christians here. And it is true, he's he's talking to uh, Christians in the church, and how they should treat each other. I think this is a command that he would see is for everybody, though. Paul says uh, in Actually, I'm just going to focus on the second half of this verse. In honor, preferring one another. Has everybody got that 1210, the second half of that verse? In honor, preferring one another. I means somebody who's not as smart as you, somebody who doesn't look as nice as you, somebody who you don't like as much, somebody who is, might be your enemy, somebody who annoys you, irritates you, aggravates you. You're supposed to do what? Brothers and sisters, it's actually a double a double respect here, if you notice this. In honor, that's respect. Honor is, uh, I don't know how you respect someone without honoring them. But not only are you supposed to do it, do this command in honor, but you're preferring one another. That means you value them. And so I'm kind of this, uh, value and honor are sort of blended together, as we see here. But uh, take hold of that command and just apply that to everybody you meet, right? Everybody you uh, come into contact, uh, it is super important that we honor and preferring one another is uh, putting people first above you, really. That's how I would see it. Uh, also, Timothy 5, 1 through 2, just underscore this idea that uh, you should respect regardless of age. It does include age, but it, but it doesn't... It doesn't matter what the age Let's, let's look at this. If we, we'll, uh, 1 Timothy 5, verses 1 and 2. What does Paul tell us? This is uh, instructions for us today even. Rebuke not an elder, but entreat him as a father. Okay, well, I, we can get that. But what about the, the next line is for younger men? And the younger men as brethren. So the idea is you treat old people nice, and you treat young people with, with kindness and respect. And then verse 2. The elder women as mothers, the younger as sisters with all purity the idea is that i think paul's assuming you're going to be nice to your sisters and brothers so you should also be nice to everybody else as if they were your brother and sister that's a tall order i think you can do it by god's grace we can do it all right that was honor we talked about value honor and now we're going to get to the word esteem and you know what i think is uh difficult for people to respect and maybe you can relate to this I think we see esteem here as almost like an option. Maybe we look at it respect as uh, whether you're telling me to admire somebody. I mean, I might admire you, but I don't really admire him. I might admire you, but I don't really admire him. You know, picking whatever reason might be. Well, esteem is is, uh, not an option. (laughs) Admiration might be. I'm not saying you have to admire everybody equally, but esteeming, brothers and sisters, uh, is actually commanded by God. I think we do well to uh, just, as we think about respecting, it'd be like saying, I'm going to love this person, but I'm not going to love that person. I mean, all of us would say, no, you shouldn't do this. But have you ever heard people say, hey, respect is earned? A few hands, yeah. In some sense, I will agree that there there is some level of uh, respect there. We want to, like, uh, we can respect somebody's actions, for example, but... I think we just shortchange the command to respect when we act as if it's a condition that must be met before you give it. Like in the way we admire somebody. No, esteeming uh, is, is not optional, it's commanded. He said, Well, yeah, but what you're asking me to believe, like, this person is so much higher than me. And Jesus says, Yes. Um, Brother David is to be esteemed higher than me. And that's difficult because I have a natural bias. I'm naturally thinking of myself better than he is, <laughs> it's just the way it is. For whatever reason, I have I have uh, just a bias towards thinking I am inherently better than most people in life. That's probably the case with most of you too. And so, the uh, wonderful thing about Christianity it takes away it takes your natural biases and transforms you into a, a loving, nice, nice person. It should be. But I think it's not an option. It is. Uh, it's not about admiration. It's about giving somebody unconditional esteem, just like you wouldn't say, oh, "I'm gonna." somebody has to earn my love. No, you wouldn't say that at all. You wouldn't say somebody has to uh, give, do X amount of things before you love them. Now, where do I find that in the Bible? Turn with me to Philippians 2, and we'll, we'll find out. Listen. We've heard it time and time again, but it bears, it bears worth repeating. 2 verses 3 and 4. Just going to look at two verses here this is a, an exhortation from paul to the church of the philippians but it's also for us let nothing be done through strife and vain glory but in lowliness of mind let each esteem others better than themselves look not every man on his own things but every man also on the things of others but you notice that there in the end of verse three is let each esteem other better than themselves that's going to take a lifetime to master, but let's do it today, right? Let's, let's uh, make that our ambition to esteem others better than, them, than ourselves. It's not going to be easy because, again, the natural bias is not to do that. All right, I looked at uh, value, honor, and esteem. In the remaining time, I want to look at a book. that is interesting. I was listening to this book in the Bible. I came to this conclusion. There's a bunch of rough people in this book that don't do the very thing we're talking about. They didn't respect a certain individual. And what book am I talking about? That's First and Second Samuel. I just noted how many times there was disrespect that happened. Let's take a look at a few of these in the time that we have. We're not going to get through all of them, but do a study on your own sometime. I encourage you, as you look at these stories, there's some rough characters here, including the man for God's own heart who failed to do this on, on several occasions. I not just... But number one I had was Nabal. You remember him? This guy was super, super mean to David. I mean, talk about disrespect. David and his men took care of Nabal's sheep. and In return, Nabal uh, scorned and and sent a bad, unkind message back, and this was a foolish uh, decision on Nabal's part. But David was also going to do a very rash thing, and and it it was only the intervention of Nabal's wife, Abigail, who uh, made an appeal to David that kept David from doing something very, very uh, terrible. And David was going to kill the whole household of Nabal. Well, all because Nabal had disrespected King David. But David, uh, he appreciated Abigail's respect, and he relented. That's one example. And Nabal did die by the hand of God. Uh, Nabal was a foolish man. Another example I've seen, this is actually turning to 2 Samuel, is the Amalekite that wanted a reward for killing Saul. I don't think, I think we can say, say he lied to David, but David said, why did you think you get a reward for killing God's anointed? You shouldn't have done that. That was, in uh, this Amalekite did not respect the position of King Saul, and David had this man put to death just for wanting to take credit for, for killing the king of Israel. I mean, he thought David was going to be happy, and David uh, said no. You had done foolish, done wrong. Another example it would be uh, Saul's son Ishbosheth. That's in Second Samuel, and this, I get the impression he made a false accusation. He he goes to his most powerful man in the army, who's fighting for him, Abner, and he says, "Why did you go into my father's concubine?" And Abner is so offended by that, I get the impression that Ishbosheth just made a false, trumped-up charge, and. <laughs> Because of his disrespectful comment, Abner switches the sides and he's going to join David's side. So that, just, that was a costly mistake on Ishbosheth's part to uh, disrespect his general. And then what? Ha- then moving on, we're going to continue on. We're, this is like the fourth one is uh, Joab, who is David's general. He doesn't like the fact that uh, Abner is going to be David's uh, probably the strongest man in Joab. Knowing. Full well, the king was supporting Abner. He goes and cold-blooded murder kills Abner, and David uh, puts a curse on Joab. Even though he doesn't punish him, uh, David saw that this was, this was a terrible act to do. It was just an ambition from Joab, David's general. Well, moving along, we also uh, get the king of Ammon, the Ammonite king, uh, shames David's men later on, and he... Shaves their beard, their hair, cuts off half their clothing. That was a foolish thing. That actually incited a war. Uh, when otherwise it was going to be a friendly relation between two sides, this act of disrespect from the king uh, caused a war. What else we got? Okay, we got number, let's uh, have six here. Number six, right? It would be, yeah, get in Oh yes, I'm sorry. Okay, Michael. Yes, this is the woman. Do you remember that story? David's wife. She saw David rejoicing in the ark when the ark uh, was taken back to Jerusalem. Rather than being happy for that she scorned and despised him in her heart, and then she goes tells David. Uh, so you, when David got back, so look how glorious the king was and uh, display himself for the servant girls. And David said, well, "I'm going to be honored by them." And she was uh, barren from that time before God punished her for her disrespectful comment to David. But now move along, and here is a, oh, it's a sad story, brothers and sisters. It is very sad, but it's the story of David's disrespect of Uriah the Hittite. You might say, well, that wasn't disrespect. (laughs) I mean, David just, he wanted his wife. Yes, it's true, but had he valued, honored, and esteemed his fellow comrade, he never would have done the deed he did to Uriah. It is true that David was inflamed by passion. And you know the story, but I'm just going to summarize that David was on top of the roof, nothing else going on, and he sees a beautiful woman, he inquires about her, and the servant says, is not this Uriah the Hittite? In other words, David, this is a married woman, well, David's a and and um, he's not, it's not a common to grab another, what's another woman, really? Maybe that's how he justified it, but maybe he also justified it by this is just a foreigner, he's not even an Israelite, and nobody has to know about this, and most people didn't know about it, but As what happened, uh, Bathsheba, whom David took to, he slept with her, she became pregnant. Now you got a problem. What's David going to do? Well, David tries several things unsuccessfully to get uh, Uriah to go to his wife. And when that doesn't work, he's going to go to the option B, and that is to kill this brave warrior. And who does he enlist but Joab, who, who is also not a good, not a nice man. And these two men conspired to kill an innocent man. And Joab must have known what was going on. Uh, David had sent a letter by the hand of Uriah, no less, to Joab. That shows you the trustworthiness of Uriah. But Uriah gives his own death warrant and gives it to Joab. And uh, basically the letter, the command is simple. You need to put Uriah in battle so that he dies. That's it. Now, Joab was willing to obey this command. And... Not only did Uriah die, but several of David's men died Just because uh, it's all to make it look like it was in a battle I mean, uh, maybe David uh, borrowed uh, an idea from Saul back earlier When Saul tried to kill David by the hand of the enemy And it worked uh, Joab fell back, had the army fall back And yes, Uriah died And and other other men died too This conspiracy was... uh, Super, super foolish, and you know the—you uh, know—I alluded to the story of the daughter of Abraham, Jesus healing, and telling that synagogue ruler how much more valuable is a woman than an animal. Well, guess what? God used to drill this serious sin home to Nathan a year later. That's right—the story of an animal, of a, of a man who had a sheep, a poor man, and then a rich man. This is told by Nathan the prophet. A powerful story, it gets David to thinking. David is so upset that there would be a man who would steal another man's sheep. Oh, that's terrible. And God, Nathan says, Nathan, I mean, uh, David, you are the man. And that works. <laughs> the story works. Because how much more valuable was Uriah than, than a sheep, right? If David would have respected Uriah like he should have done, this would never have happened. And just getting the near the end here too I, I noticed this is fascinating how the consequences of sin um, David and Joab it's interesting that years later David has a son Absalom and Absalom killed one of David's own sons out of revenge for what he did to his sister and not only that but he sets fire to Joab's uh, field this is this is a uh, another example of disrespect but Absalom wanted, uh, after Absalom had killed his half-brother, David banished him, and Absalom wanted to be restored, and David does halfway, he doesn't go all the way, and what is Absalom, he wants Joab to, to uh, go to the king, and Joab doesn't, twice he asks the general, and the general doesn't do it, and, and Absalom sets fire. <laughs> well, that's not a uh, respectful action, that wasn't sure to uh, endear uh, the general to, to you, And Absalom, I think, paid for it with his life when he was uh, in battle and hung up on a tree. If you remember, who was the one that killed him against the king's order was Joab. And David, what of David? You know, the consequences of sin, his disrespectful action years later came back to haunt him as Absalom, the the prince, the king's son, disrespected his father in in a most terrible way. I mean, the story of he laid with his concubines in broad daylight, what, what a disrespectful thing to do to your father! But David had reaped the consequences of his actions. And I share all these examples. Uh, I was just—I was intrigued how many times—and there's more in there. But how many times someone disrespected somebody else and the consequences of that disrespect? And so, if nothing else, we can see these uh, stories in the Bible would be just respect others, just so you wouldn't have the have the terrible consequences. But Uh, As I close here, I just just want to reiterate uh, the three things we we talked about was valuing people, honoring people, and esteeming people. And uh, it is so critical that we do that. Um, God is no respecter of persons. We shouldn't be either. So we shouldn't pick and choose who we are going to respect. Let's just do it to everybody, and we'll be much happier, and we will avoid terrible consequences of uh, disrespecting others, and we will be fulfilling uh, God's command of to esteem others better than yourselves. God bless you.